All right, guys.、Uh, welcome back to another episode of Hundred、uh, Books a Year with Kevin. Today, let's、um, talk about a new book. Let's kickstart a new series. I don't think I've ever talked about these books before.、Uh, it's called Philosophical Baby by、uh, Alison Gim- uh, Gobnick.、Um, she is a、uh, pretty famous, renowned、um, developmental psychologist.、Um, He studies in this book, which came out in ninety six. Um, he studied, not he, she. I'm sorry. She studied. <laughs> she studied this um, entire, uh, developmental period from age zero to about five, and then the focus is between three to five, and there are some interesting thing right here. Um, and I just want to kind of touch on, and then, um, she has other books that I'm going to read. Um, and. It's really interesting how she approaches this whole idea of a philosophical baby, right? This whole idea of okay, maybe baby can teach us something that we thought that we know, and we kind of have a misconception about how babies behave, right? So let's kick start right here. So we we used to think that babies are irrational,、um, they are egocentric. Um, they are amoral, and their thinking or their experiences are kind of concrete,、um, not changing that much, and is really responding to the immediate situation, and really, really limited to what they can experience. Every single thing that I just said. Has been proved to some extent wrong, which is fascinating. And then this is、um, a book that came out like twenty five years ago.、Um, if you really are interested in the latest research, I would re- probably recommend you go watch the babies、uh, documentary on Netflix. I watch them all. Really interesting situation. But the truth is, is we never really realize that baby learns more, and they imagine more, and they care more. And they experience more than we can imagine, and we, we kind of like you know like oh yeah we are the adults right we're the egotistical adults and we kind of like leaving, um, this whole philosophical baby dis、uh, discussion in the back because we think that we need to take care of the baby they need to, they need to rely on us they cannot be as smart as we think that they should be at least from you know from from zero to five. Uh, around that age, right? So, let's kind of like spend today maybe just touch on something around the parameters of kind of like what exactly are we focusing on, and we're we're gonna end on one aspect I think are really interesting, and then we go on, right? So, let's start by a definition. What is a childhood, right? Childhood it is a distinguished, a a a distinctive. Develop period where young human beings are uniquely dependent on adults, in a sense that a like a childhood literally could not, you know, uh, make progress without the intervention of adults, or a child cannot grow up without their caregivers. So, in a sense,、um, Allison put it a、uh, put in a very very interesting idea here. If you think about it, right, childrens are the 
R and D department in a company, right? They're researching, they're um, experimenting, they're making progress. They're you know uh, they're uh, scratching off the old uh, saw process, and adults are kind of like the production and marketing, right? They are the the people are like, oh yeah, we should go this route. We should perceive this route. We should explore this type of interest, right? So, in a sense, a prefrontal cortex, they. Okay, so from from a neuropsychological perspective, right, a prefrontal cortex really, really uh, lack development when children are in the you know zero to five age, right, uh, and 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 to some extent that's actually a good thing, right, because we know our prefrontal cortex will keep developing when we are like twenty four, twenty five, but. The immaturity of the prefrontal cortex is great because it helps us shut down other parts of the brain that allow us to focus when we are babies. So, I don't know if you guys have seen a baby before, maybe like you know, a sisters, nephews, uh, little kids on the uh, uh, running on the street. They seem to get captured by every single thing, and their 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 attention is so concentrated, and they they just bounce around for different. Um, thing that drew their attention, and that is, according to Allison, the most important aspect of learnings in babies, and we need to come to the grips of like, okay, babies, they really, really are learning, and they really, really are learning a lot. Okay, so last thing I want to touch on is this whole idea of counterfactual thinking. This is mind blowing. So, what is counterfactual thinking? Why babies have it, right? So, the definition of counterfactual thinkings are a concept in psychology that involves that the human tendency to create positive but possible alternatives to life events that have already occurred, and then something that contrary to what had already happened. So it's kind of like thinking backwards in a sense, right? Before this book, or before you know, like I don't know, like in the nineteen fifties or or nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties, we we thought that children can only process everything that they're experiencing. They don't have the ability to think forward, think about the future, or think backwards, rethink what they've done. That's actually not true. Babies are very good at counterfactual thinking. So, for counterfactual thinking to happen, they need to have a deep understanding, and also, kind of like involve like a very deep part of human nature in the sense that human already know, in the sense that how to think backwards, how to think about the future. For adults, but children already know about the casual structure of the world. That is actually my 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 biggest surprise reading this book is that from the young age of like two to three, like you know, like the causality of the world really really is hardwired into the babies or into like a little infants. They understand how A makes B happen. They understand the other way around as well, 
we used to think that children just is dumb. They don't understand anything. Like they, they don't understand counterfactuals. They cannot think backward. They don't understand the forces in play to cause something to happen. Everything that I just said is wrong. So we used to think that a baby's thinking is supposed to kind of like be restrictive to their uh, immediate perceptual experience. Kind of like we thought they know A might happen or B might happen, but they didn't know the causal relationship involving with that. That everything is wrong. And that is a research from 25 years ago. Like nowadays, who knows? Like what can we do? So um, I want to end the podcast here today. Uh, just to review, um, babies are more philosophical than we thought, right? First of all. And secondly, Babies understand the causality of the world very, very early on. And babies is a learning machine and then they are utilizing hypertension, right? Uh, no, not hypertension, hyperattention, right? They can focus their mind on literally anything. Um, wind, a noise, you know, sand or garbage, anything you want. And that is the whole gist of this whole book is we should give babies more credit in terms of your development so i understand this is an older book this is my like uh, introduction reading to alison gubnick we're gonna probably read one more of her book i already bought it and uh we're gonna kind of like start this this whole developmental baby situation because i think it's very fascinating how babies behave and then uh tomorrow we're gonna touch on one more thing that i read are actually really interesting all right guys Thank you so much for listening. Uh, subscribe, share with your friends, and then uh, we'll talk with you guys tomorrow. Bye.